Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who are passionate about raising the consciousness of our planet and take action to make it happen. I'm your host, Alexi Lember, and I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity, that right now is the time for heart-centered conscious people to step into our power so we can replace the old paradigm and bring the conscious new earth into manifestation. So here, I'll interview a variety of people who lead this movement of creating this new earth, whether they do it through a meditation course, a conscious podcast, or an ethical cryptocurrency. I call them light leaders. If you resonate with our mission, please help us spread the message by sharing this podcast. We're having more and more content getting censored, so we need your help. Make sure to stay in touch also by registering to our newsletter on thelightleaders.org. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories, make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. Hey, there's a project I'm super passionate about. It's called the Light Leaders Mastermind. We're looking for people who really want to create better systems for the new us and see blockchain cryptocurrencies and decentralized technologies as a great way to do it. More concretely, we'll have a few mastermind events. We stop guest speakers and we'll create a group of like-minded people to build those new foundations. We want people who are passionate about the values around sovereignty and freedom and who are also capable and solution-driven. So if that sounds like you, I invite you to get more information on thelightleaders.org slash mastermind. We also have a free Telegram group that you'll find there where you can get more info. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Sim Kela. And Sim is a human who helps other humans understand the complex world of cryptocurrency in simple terms. He does this by helping people learn about what cryptocurrency is, developing strategies that help them participate in the markets, as well as helping them manage their portfolios. Sim, I'm super excited to have you here. I've been to a few of your you. meetups here in Bali. And it's great because I can see you educating a lot of people with cryptos and you're bridging that gap often between cryptos and creating a new earth that works better for the 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just a passion of mine to, to bring a lot of the stuff that seems so complicated for people, mm. but distill it down in a way that makes sense in English. So yeah, yeah thank you for joining. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, actually, that's something I'm, I'm doing quite a lot to have uh, crypto workshops for beginners and a lot of our participants, the yoga teachers who think crypto is so complicated and actually um, it's going to be part of our reality, the same as some people resisted the internet and everyone's using it now. It's, it's, it's going to be the same and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And we'll talk also specifically about how to succeed in that new era of cryptocurrencies, how to be part of the movement rather than being uh, left. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta take it on wholeheartedly otherwise you know you might get left behind so mm. we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen so to get started sim i have a very important question for you okay what's the question what are you grateful for today 
I am grateful for existing. Sometimes I, I, I really have to pause and think about how amazing our reality is. Even with all the shit that's going on, and it's easy to get lost in all the negativity and all the stuff. You really have to pause and think, I'm living in the best time that's ever existed mm. for humanity. And we are at this place where we're capable of building the next best time for humanity. Mm. You know, so so just just existing. Like as I was sitting here, I was just thinking like, I am so blessed. We're sitting in Bali with amazing people, having amazing conversations and living our purpose. So couldn't mm. be more thankful. Yeah, thanks, Tim. And well, what about you? What about you? What do you think? What are you grateful for right now? Ah, yeah. I got you there. Nobody asked breath. you that question, right? I just, <laughs> I just feel sometimes like a deep breath. So it's just so simple and magical. It's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And being in Bali. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very interesting what you point out. Is sometimes we can open a, a portal through our phones, looking at the news, and think about the things that are terrible and then i just look around especially in bali it's just another timeline another reality yep. and here it's been amazing it's insane. <laughs> life's amazing so i uh, my lesson is as long as i stay in the present moment and i'm open to what is instead of being in fear yeah no problem exactly couldn't agree more <laughs> <laughs> but we'll still talk about what's going on in the world because yeah the I mean, shit is we don't want to bypass too much though <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody's nobody's disagreeing with the fact that stuff is fucked up so yeah it's good to have yeah. some awareness yeah. like for example even in in that uh, podcast i often have like talks about it i have a, a people yeah. focusing on it maybe like 20 percent, you know and then 80 percent we we build the new yeah exactly. build the new to make the old obsolete um in a nutshell mm -hmm. so our listeners <clears throat> can kind of figure out who you are what is your vision for the world your why and how is your activity helping to bring that into manifestation, that vision. So when you think about it, you know, the world that we're living in was built by people no smarter than us, right? But it was built using the profit motive. And I come from that world of, you know, I, I come from the corporate world. I've built startups in the corporate world. We've, we have a weed company in Canada and I've, I've done the round of trying to find success which was like money, cars, and whatever you see on TV. And at the deeper you get into that, the more you realize how hollow that existence is. So the motive for existing became that. And I feel like that is so distorted that, you know, people are looking for something that uh, something that's more, that matters more, that's more real, right? So me, I went from there and, you know, I've, I've been guiding people on psychedelic journeys for, well, I took them when I was 12 okay. and I've been guiding them for about 10 years, done hundreds of them. And obviously, you know, you know how psychedelics are. They always tell you, hey, you're nothing and you're everything in one. Right. And they, re they always realigned my vision of what success was. And I always knew that success was basically living your purpose. You know, so I came from that world and I realized, OK, there was a lot of stuff that those people are doing that would be really useful to people who are not from that world. But those aren't the people who I want to see at the forefront of building this new world. Call it the new earth or whatever, right? I, I want to see these people who are like sweet and caring and spiritual and they're connected and their feet are on the ground and their hands are in the dirt and they're, they're building communities and they're helping people. You know, they're, they're like, there's so many good people out there. 
but they have been disconnected from the money world because money isn't apparently the root of all evil, right? But me coming from that and always being connected to that spiritual side of things, it really allowed me to be able to understand, okay, well, you know, we, I, just like we can't say that, you know, you can live in the 5D all the time. No, you're in the 3D as well. That's where you exist. The same way you can't be chasing money all your life. You have to live your purpose. So what I, what I realized was I have skill sets which allow me to understand that world and understand techniques and strategies that they use there and have a, have a, have a world image of how that world works and how they've gotten control of everything that I can bring to people who are caring and allow them to literally understand how to manifest their own abundance. And that's what I'm doing with all these crypto strategies, helping people manage portfolios, even just helping people, helping educate people on like what's actually going on behind the scenes mm. and maybe build a mental model that allows them to prosper in this new paradigm. Mm. And it's interesting because when I started, the, when it was let's say a year ago in the Light Leaders, we had a lot of talks about abundance and financial freedom because I could be with energy healers, for example, but mm -hmm. the, a lot of that rewiring the spiritual brain to allow abundance and not see it as evil. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm deeper into cryptocurrencies, actually, it's really hard in the world of today. It's like there's layers. So, okay, you increased your revenue and you took financial freedom because you make more money. But if you still make money in dollars, it's not really your money. And if you have it at yep. the bank, it's not your money. Yeah. So then being on that path of abundance and financial freedom and sovereignty, that led me a lot to, to cryptos. Actually. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and there's there's a balance to it, right? Like the the, the people that we're talking about are, are these spiritual. They tend to be creative. Their mind is creative, not analytical. Mm -hmm. So when you tell them to worry, think about even money and taxes and all these kind of things, they just have this natural resistance mm. to it. And because these worlds have collided always, there's this like us and them mentality to it, mm. right? But then it's it, what they're resisting. What I find in my experience is that they tend to be resisting the money dollars world, mm. you know? But as soon as you help them understand, okay, look, with crypto, the kind of bastardization of the idea of money is minimized. Mm. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. And you know my worldview. I do think that crypto and many of the traditional cryptocurrency that we're looking at are created by the powers that be and released to us as a Trojan horse. But at least it's minimized to some capacity that there's equanimity built into the systems. Mm -hmm. And then that's just money. That's just one little small little sliver of what blockchain is. I don't even like to call it mm -hmm. crypto because it's blockchain. When you help them understand the the rest of the potential of it, then they really wake up to to mm -hmm. the fact that uh, that you know okay this is something I want I resonate to and there, there's a million different things that they resonate to mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm also the guy who also shows them the other side that you know blockchain is the removal of people from processes and the automation mm -hmm. of the world which kind of sounds like Skynet so then they also get a little terrified from it right so there there's always a duality mm -hmm. to everything not too much money it's not just about money it's about value and adding value to each other's mm -hmm. lives. Um, it, it's, it is helping us get away from corruption, but it's taking us deeper into an automated, controlled, mm. algorithm-run world. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if, if we get into it now, to me, the big difference is looking at uh, transparency, for example, and through transparency, you can trust that something is pretty decentralized. Mm -hmm. And then I believe then if a system is transparent and transparently decentralized, and built in a in a manner that's really hard to control, that's something personally I trust. Mm. 
So then, I mean, there could be talks. We talked about Bitcoin, for example, last time, right? And like my opinion, which can be changed because I haven't looked enough and maybe, I mean, some people say Bitcoin is quite centralized and then there needs to be more uh, research there on my side. But when I see the US dollars and how it's totally centralized and it's just a perfect tool for control, it's not even backed by anything anymore. And that the people who control that have so much power through that, that to me, when I see Bitcoin, it's open source, um, it's quite decentralized and you can't, at least in theory, theory I can't look into it, but the, the logic is you can't create new money. Yep. So I think why would a power in place create a currency that they can't control as much and that is more decentralized and that creates more transparency? To me, in the very fabric of Bitcoin is something that is obviously and transparently control resistant. So if I was a controlling force, Unless by some tweaked mechanism, like, you know, like a really good chess player that sees seven uh, (laughs) plays in advance and sacrifices their queen. I'm open to it, but it doesn't look very... It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. To me, that's why when I look at Bitcoin, I'm like, that's probably not from controlling forces. So so that's why... So let me explain why I think it is, right? Because I totally agree with you that... Why would would they release something that gives us the freedom from their system, right? They like centralized control. Mm. Why would they release something upon the world that they fundamentally can't control mm. without taking 51% of the miners mm. in one location, right? And even though they had over 50% of the miners in China, China just got rid of them. So they, mm. there seems to be like this, you know, obvious thing that it can't be controlled. And I... And I I'm not saying that they released Bitcoin to be the thing that they used to control us. Bitcoin, it was, in my approximation, Bitcoin was basically the beta test of the blockchain system. You flick on the blockchain network, you put a few simple properties like the Bitcoin halving and the and the limited nature of it and the and the hash rate and, uh, difficulty and everything, and then you release it. Right? It was like um, it's like it's like internet. When internet was released, it was this harbinger of freedom, right? Internet 1.0 especially was this, it's pretty much open. It was mm. difficult to control. There was almost no control aspects to it. And because of that, we brought it into our homes. We really adopted it. We, we, we accepted it as the thing that's going to give us freedom. Well, th- and, and then it morphed into internet 2.0, which was bi-directional. And, start, and the internet started watching mm. us instead of us watching the internet. And nobody would have predicted that this level of of control would come out of something that was mm. that free. And the same thing's happening with Bitcoin. I'm not saying Bitcoin's mm. going to be the thing that they use to control us. The trick is, according to my worldview and opinion, the trick is Bitcoin isn't the currency that they're planning on using to control us. In my mm. approximation, it's things like XRP, XLM, mm. XDC, Algorand, yeah. all the ones that they're going to that they're going to use to build the new system. Yeah. Those are going to be the ones that they control. But I think yeah. where we're talking about is like who is who created Bitcoin. So so to you, it's still those powers that created Bitcoin as a Trojan horse. Yeah, so, th- so simply think about this. Yeah. It's a new asset class. It's a completely new asset class. It's a digital asset class that hasn't been invented for, there hasn't been a new asset class for over 100 years, mm-hmm. right? Many people have tried to invent Bitcoin before. All of them are in prison or dead. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were told, you do not try to create a new form of digital money. All of a sudden, somebody random releases it Right after 2008, 
exactly 30 years after the Phoenix art at the Economist Phoenix article that said in 30 years we will release this thing and then it magically passes through all of the regulatory systems in the world and gets given the green light along with Ethereum as well gets given the regulatory green light and is allowed to kind of prosper that just lends me to believe that there's somebody behind it then then and and it's such perfect code the code is just so good mm. you know like you, you, a guy just releasing absolutely perfect not absolutely perfect but really perfect code right off the bat that goes goes to global implementation mm. a bunch a bunch of these things don't line up for me because if there's a new form of money getting, getting released but if i was to release it back then i would probably end up mm. suicided i would suicide myself apparently right so and 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 looking at kind of how they've done things before they would always present one thing and then we would bring it in and then that would be the thing that they use against us and for me a, a system where every single one of my transactions can be tracked by an ai a system that allows digital control of all of my wealth um and then you're saying there's all of these other cryptocurrencies that are going to be running together and we'll talk about how how i'm seeing the new system built mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many points of control in that. And I agree, Bitcoin may not be the central point. I think Bitcoin was just a beta test. And later on, it'll have the, about as much value as gold, where, you know, gold has $10 trillion of value in the world, but there's about $1,200 trillion or $1,900 trillion of actual value in the world. So it'll play a small part in the bigger picture. And uh, the whole Satoshi vision was to fool naive people <laughs> like me, basically. That's a beautiful story and actually um, get the people who are kind of anti-control of the money in that movement and fool these people. In my approximation, that, that is the story that, that mm. really makes a lot more sense. I'm also, a, I'm also a paranoid conspiracy theorist. I believe the entire world of Assad and all of history is mm. not how we're told it to be, and I've found a lot of evidence against it. Um, so, yes. Mm. And, you know, yeah. possibly, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to add maybe two things to that yeah. vision as a, as a balance. Well, one was... On the internet, for example, uh, there is a lot of surveillance. Like there's a lot, you know, um, uh, talk shit about like Facebook and yeah. all that. Uh, but we also like this couldn't have happened 30 years ago. So there's also a great deal of freedom of that course. the uh, internet empower, uh, yeah. empowered. Yeah. The, the, for me, the positives outweigh yeah. the negatives. Okay. okay. For me, I'm, I'm st- you know, even yeah. that, that's why I think sometimes this whole idea of control gets it, it it's misunderstood. Mm. You know, you do need some level of control to make mm. sure things are guided in a certain way. Obviously, the people who are controlling and guiding it yeah. are going to try to push it one way. Yeah. And then there's the other people mm. who try to push it another yeah. way. And in the end, it manifests whatever mm. world comes out to be. Yeah. And, and then there's another point on, on what you shared when you talk about, you know, magically that guy releases perfect code. Yeah. Is well, maybe it's a group of people to start with. And I, I do think that now in that balance of brain power yeah i i do think there are a lot of very smart people working for like let's say a good cause to caricature it and yeah. that and that a lot of people like live and that the the, the old structure that are not that efficient and and sometimes in the conspiracy world yeah uh, i think people think very highly of the capabilities of the centralized power more than they actually are that being said so i i don't disagree like i can't say one way or the other right my thing is this those guys built the entire world with an iphone which has production in ten thousand different factories and then it's coordinated to come down to one place and it's built Mm -hmm. and then it's shipped to somewhere else 
You know, there's 10,000, there's hundreds of thousands of people who are coordinated to build all these different parts and my, and, and natural resources are pulled from so many different sources. Mm. And you literally have to go through a million different people's hands in order to build certain products. Mm. And those guys coordinate that. And we're saying those guys are not smart enough to coordinate all this stuff that conspiracy theorist thing is actually happening. That's why when we think like mm. governments are too dumb. Yeah, governments are too dumb. Governments don't run the world mm. at all. Governments are just a facade. Okay. Everybody's purchased. Everybody's bought. It's 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 so people behind. we don't see in the background. Okay. Yeah, it's black industries. It's it's whoever. Mm. Now, I'm, I I'd be happy to be wrong. You know, so I I don't know one way or the other, but it's really fun to think like that. And I'd be happy to be right. Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uh, let's let's go um let's go a bit on succeeding in that new paradigm then yeah. also so because mm. like even if it's I love that. like there's there's a you know where it comes from and is one thing but yeah. then anyway i think you want to flow with what is without compromising your truth so for example for me I don't invest in things like ripple because yeah. i think i vote with my dollars mm -hmm. and so i'd much rather Uh, invest in, I do take into account, I want to invest something that makes me money. So I mm -hmm. invest in something, um, a good project, not just charity, but yeah. there is in me that that angle there. I, yeah. I wonder for you, uh, do you, where's your, let's say, moral view on Compass, betting sure. on cryptocurrencies that might look like perfect dystopian tools like uh, internet computers another one of them so so let's even let's zoom out a little bit first even talk about you know when, when we're talking about investing in and succeeding in the new paradigm what is that new paradigm that i think about let me just mm. touch on that a little bit because you know i i, I really focus on because i come from a background of mass psychology i studied communications and culture and science technology and society communications and culture with a focus on science, technology, and society, and then electronics engineering. Because I want to learn literally how everything works, right? Um, and then that led me to figure out how, how are all of these systems running? How does it literally get relayed, right? Um, that has then led me down the rabbit holes of how is crypto being used? What are the developers developing? What are the central banks and the powers that be planning? So here's what I found. The system that's coming, it's going to be start to be implemented in November of 2022. The banking system, it's called the ISO 20022 system, 2022, ISO 20022, Google it. Um, it's a new banking language. It's a programming language that the banking system will use that will control every single point where value flows to. Because money isn't money. Money is just a, a means of storing value. It's stored in many different silos. It's stored in stocks and bonds and derivatives and cash and real estate and commodities and, and cryptocurrencies. That value right now doesn't flow very well. You know, if you want to take your real estate and buy a coffee with it, good luck. It's going to take you months, right? And why would you do that? Um, but this new system that's coming out, it's going to be a singular language that every node point that's holding value, banks, stock exchanges, us, everything, will be connected together and allow value to flow within seconds, right? Because they all speak the same language. Mm -hmm. There will be interoperability layers between cryptocurrency and the system. They're going, they're, it looks like they're going to be built on a technology called Corda. They're going to use the XDC token, Algorand, Quant, 
um, XRP and, and XLM as far as I've found now. But obviously, all of them are going to be involved in some capacity. But the, the, the way the system will flow, the way the value will flow across the globe will be on a backbone of XRP with some XLM involvement. Um, on the front end, Algorand and um, XDC, which is Corda, will be the interoperability layers that interoperate and, and trigger smart contracts on the rest of cryptocurrencies. What that means for crypto is just when we're talking to, to talking about value flowing around, any crypto that does not interoperate with that layer will not be allowed to transfer value into the new value system that they're building, right? Now, that's where the disconnection comes between projects where we think they're going to be fully decentralized. You can build, you can get as many tokens as you like on the, on the decentralized side of things if, if the powers that be don't regulatorily make it compliant so it can't be... You can't interact with that value exchange system, then it's it's all for naught, in my capacity, right? Or in my my understanding. Um, so, and that's just the that's just the transfer of value. Now we're talking about crypto is going to re- revolutionize everything, tokenize everything, mm-hmm. and every single operation that happens in the world is going to be run on the blockchain. Those things will then also be built to interoperate with the system because those things will depend on value. Somebody has to pay for those things to happen. Everything that we do in the world has to be paid for with some value. Mm. So all of that's hooked up to this system that's controlled, right? I see two two things happening. One is that one is the world where we're building the decentralized world, and I love it. It, it tickles me inside that we're building a fully decentralized world that nobody can touch, and fundamentally speaking yeah nobody can touch it right but it still flows on the lines that are the internet so if i can block you from using the internet then i could technically block that decentralized system and the plan is to also have an internet which will be completely controlled all access and all information that flows along it will only be allowed to flow according to digital identification of who's using it right i mean that's why you have also crypto projects like filecoin or holochain that look at creating decentralized version of the exactly so so we're going to have to come up so there's two things going on one is going to be the decentralized world Mm. which what the rebels are not going to give up you know they're going to build the the guy who invented the internet is inventing a new internet Mm. which will be unstoppable so there will always be a way but that the, the powers that be are going to push on that and apply pressure on that world as much as possible to try to minimize their impact. Mm-hmm. Same way that torrents and you know all the stuff that we had, torrents was great. It was unstoppable. But what they started doing was they started shutting down those sites and they started coming after the people who were the the, the auxiliary systems around the the torrents. They shut down to the point where torrents got minimized to nothing. They're going to try the same, uh, apply the same kind of pressure to the decentralized world. Now, that's where I disagree a little bit on the way that I think it's a good idea to succeed in this new system. I think the the best way to succeed in the new system is to play within the system mm. and play in the decentralized world. You know, be be playing on both sides. I look at it like this is the matrix. You know, the world that's being built is the matrix, and the decentralized world that we're building is the outside of the matrix. Mm. Now, even just thinking about the matrix. Remember that guy who wanted to go back and eat steak in the Matrix, yeah. right? So he, because he wanted steak, and outside was like slop, right? Mm. So I don't want the, uh, I don't want the world that we built to I be mean, something. If you ask me the same about cacao, maybe I go back to the Matrix too. <laughs> I know, you're like, there's no cacao outside the Matrix. I need some cacao, right? So, to to answer your question, the long-winded way, I think the best thing to do is to 
participate in that new system in a way that you are allowed to mm. and you learn that new system mm. and become adept at it so that you can build it, build mm. a system that's the opposite of that but you're allowed to operate within both because if if it is the matrix then we got to pull people out of the matrix mm. we're not going to pull them out by sitting outside the matrix completely we have to go in the matrix and pull them out of the matrix and that's that's kind of my skill set where like i go to people who i know are capable of building the new earth the new world whatever you like and i bring them from the the existing world and i teach them how to connect their existing lives and and start to live in the outside world but still be able to operate within the world yeah. itself. and that and that's very smart because indian you know want to have more impact in a way and that helps yeah uh, actually i was thinking about it like for for me i also do that you know i have passports you know yeah. <laughs> and, and i yeah. have um, um you know a company in the uh, my company in the uk that's against like, so all within the legal fr framework but in, in a smart way in a way and exactly. i play with this i still have a bank account i'm not one of those crypto anarchists you know they're like totally yeah. unbank and yeah. outside the system yeah Uh, but I still tend to be happy that I disconnected more and more because there's a lot of oh my goal is there. to completely disconnect. Yeah. My goal like, is to leave the, the transition. I'm gonna. I'm, my plan is to leave the internet within mm. 10 years. I'm 32 mm. years old. By the time I'm 42, I want to be off of the internet. Mm. I want to be living a life where I physically have my hands in the dirt and I grow mm. the food that I eat. And I want to have. I want to go back to the farm life that I came from in India. Mm. Now, to answer the other question you asked, do I invest in things like Ripple? Definitely. Simply because if that is the way that they are going to make sure they manifest their own wealth, and by they I mean the powers that be, the people who actually wish to take control of the world, if that is the way that they're going to do it, then I'm going to go use it too. Now, I'm not going to support it, like I'm not going to sit in it and invest in it for the rest of my life, but I definitely want to be on that ship that they're on because for me, that's the best signal of knowing that they're not going to sink that one. Mm. You know, And that's why I know crypto isn't, go isn't going to just disappear. Because this is a new asset class that they created to save their own wealth in a place while the old system sinks. Mm. So, yeah. That feels pretty wise. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, thank you. I'd actually, I'd actually probably pick your brain more on making sure like my matrix um, structure is, is optimal <laughs> and re remains it. like that uh, yeah, without I'm, being drawn in it. I am the matrix consultant. Especially, <laughs> officially my new nickname now. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's interesting your vision though because you could live tomorrow on a little farm and cultivate your your vegetables so why don't you do it now because you see i've been told about so many times over by psychedelics by voices by guides by whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them that i am here to realize the potential of Some call them light souls, some call them whatever you want to call them. You know what I mean? Souls that have been sent here to, to, to manifest the way of light. I'm, I'm the one who realizes their potential and that is my purpose. Mm. You know, I'm supposed to help millions, not by just directly helping one by one millions. I'm supposed to help. I'm helping millions by helping people who I know are capable of mm. exponentiating that change. And if I was to just go live on a farm. I would absolutely completely fuck up my soul contract mm. and I would be doing something which would be the antithesis mm. of what I've been sent to do. And just it just doesn't feel right. Mm. You know, I know okay. I sleep the best when I know that day I made sure I changed a few people's lives in a way that they were going in one direction and I nudged them in a better direction. Mm. 
And that better direction might take them to somewhere where they change so many people's lives. And so in terms of what you're manifesting yep. and creating with your, with your intention, why is it a, a farm away disconnected from the internet? And why isn't it a reality, which is, for example, where I'm directing my manifestation power, let's say, a reality where, yes, we're very connected to the earth, we're very connected to communities, and we have blockchain systems that work for the people through that. And that's the kind of internet that that one, the one that yeah. I just had Reiki, for example, on the show. And that's like he used to be more in that kind of anarchist um, vibe. And yeah, we buy land in Central America and we yeah. live and fuck the system, we're out. Yeah. And then he's working on now. He's that's why he does seeds. It's is because he wants to integrate also yeah. those internet rather than being outside the system. Oh, so so sorry. I I don't mean to say I'm going to exit the system as in I'm going to completely get rid of all those things. Mm. I mean, I want to utilize those things to a yeah. point where I, the person, I don't have this. Where's my phone? Okay. You know, I don't have a phone. I don't need to have technology hooked to me all the mm. time. I'm living a more real life but you still want for example um blockchain technology that allows your community to make better decisions with decentralized Everything. governance 100 yeah. okay yeah i mean i, I want to be at the forefront okay. of helping people implement the best blockchain technologies and i will use them myself okay i just won't be the guy that sits there and surfing through whatever virtual social media 3d yeah. land that exists at that time mm. you know i'll be one of those old schoolers who'll be like no i'm real i farm mm. you know <laughs> but it doesn't mean that that i won't be knowledgeable about those things and i won't be at the forefront of helping implement okay. whatever the best version of that is. and use yeah. those tools of course yeah con and with consciousness and awareness in your everyday and the thing is when i say i will now go and be going to the internet that doesn't mean i won't have, have access to it i'll mm. just have people who access the internet mm. for me you know what i mean mm. but i won't be the one who's because in your because in your in your vision the internet will be that big controlling controlling thing that internet yeah, yeah. i mean like if the, if there's this new internet that gets released and there there is this beautiful equanimity and and freedom of access and all this stuff yeah i'm there okay i'll be all on that and i will completely change everything that i just said about leaving the internet but this the okay. internet that we're talking about okay time to because my thing is like i'm i'm a harsh realist look if somebody built a road and you want to go on that road you got to follow that person's rules because it's their road, right? They built the internet now mm. and they've come up with all these systems that we want to use. So if we want to stay in that paradigm and we want the benefits of everything that they built, but we'd want to rebel against it, it just doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I'm like, okay, my rebellion is I'll either there's going to be a new way that I'll adopt. My, the, the best way I know how to rebel is to just build a new way. Yeah. No resisting that, like resisting all the stuff. It just doesn't make sense mm. to me because the best resistance is build a new way so the people yeah. just come show up. Yeah. And I think a lot of smart people are building that new way. At the exactly. Yeah. yeah, especially in Bali. I mean, you know, yeah. we met a lot of these guys where like there's these beautiful ideas and they come into fruition. Now, the other thing that I would that I get worried about is like to go, you know, my life has been going from idea to to physical reality, the execution mm. part of it, right? And there's very few leaders who I see that I can truly say, okay, this guy is going to execute. You know, that's where I, I love Michael because I'm like, okay, I see this guy and I'm like, I can already yeah. see this guy can execute, you know, and he's a, he comes from a world of actually executing on complex shit. But like, there's so many other projects, I'm not going to name which ones, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I've worked on projects before where I saw, I went in and I saw it and I was like, who is planning to bring this to fruition? And it just never came true. So, mm. you know, I really hope it comes true. I know it's going to because there's so many smart brains that are working on it. 
Um, it's it's our job to then implement that into this new world. And I truly am a believer in the world, in the fact that now we've had, I love this term, as my friend said, we are going through a humanity hard fork. <laughs> We're going through a humanity hard fork. There's the people who are going directly into the system that's going to be this this pleasant prison of, of utopia where you don't have to work and money's given to you and cars come and pick you, That's pick the you up. the equivalent of the timeline shift yeah, that exactly. we call in Ubud. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and then there's the other guys who just completely forked yeah. off and they're like, no, we're going to go build our own system and decentralize and everything. So, yeah. I think that's obvious. And yeah. then the question is, uh, is, let's say that, actually I have another podcast where I share like more directly and uh, it's called New Earth Conversations. Yeah. And the logo of it is two earth and one is like black and rotten and, and the other one is like shiny and they're separating like two cells, mm. like two cells dividing. And that's yeah. a, that's that hard fox. Exactly. That's that, this yeah. timeline shift. And we can see them. We can yeah. see our reality in Bali. We can see the reality of uh, people in Melbourne, right? Yeah. We live or it's actually already there. And what's interesting then is, is there going to be that, kind of golden age planet that in the end thrives yeah. and that makes the old obsolete and that people join? Or is there going to be that old system of robotization mm -hmm. that actually is the one thriving and let's say treats us like the treated um, indigenous communities or some uh, some uh, peaceful people that got like massacred or, or wiped out of, of history? Or... Are they, are they, are then a spiritual view is also to see that we'll just be in two different dimensions and we'll both live in our reality. I, I feel like it's a blend of those, <laughs> right? I think I think the journey to get to the point where there's going to be these two worlds is going to be a tough one. Mm. There's going to be a lot of pressure, like there already is, to try to keep people from doing existing in that outside mm. world. Um, I think the shift that we're looking for, the shift towards a, a world based on knowledge and freedom and light, is going to take more than 50 years, mm. you know. Um, even after that, we hope that our kids and their kids are able to slowly bring the world around a little bit. And, and just like, you know, the when you, so there's a great book called uh, The Fourth Turning. I loved mentioning this book. If you haven't read it, please go and read this book. Because the fourth? The Fourth Turning. Okay. The Fourth Turning, right? And it looks at the... The, the macro analysis of human civilization on a 600 year scale and they really found patterns of 100 year cycles that we're going through where there's four generational archetypes that play out over 25 years each approximately 25 years each um, where certain generations come about simply because of, of the dynamics that exist and that really has ranked true and it was written in 1997 and I read it a long time ago and it like clockwork has come true and I can just see it playing out. So it says our generation is the generation that came during World War II. We were the cannon fodder. We're called the hero generation. We come during a crisis. And we're the ones who have to go into a war, which is exactly what we're in right now. And we have to effectively sacrifice our lives to make sure that the future generations can live. And then the generation after us is the one that finds a world that, that went from prosperity to, to crashing. And they start to bring it up. Their, their children are the ones who enjoy the prosperity and then their children are the ones that destroy it again. You know, and that's why we keep going through these ebbs and flows. So the, is, is, are we going to be the ones who live in that super pleasant world? I don't think so. I think we're cannon fodder. Look because, around you though. So far, so far it's been pretty good. It's, it's fucking amazing. But, but I'm also saying like, you know, in this war, 
this is our sacrifice. Mm. Our sacrifice is our time and our energy and our mm. effort and, and applying our voices. And I, and I do believe what's about to happen in the next two to three years is going to be horrific. It's going to be horrific because just looking at the cellular biology of what happens when you inject somebody with mRNA modification vaccines that produce spike proteins, at unlimited spike proteins with no stopping mechanism, and what it does to their physiology, and how many people have done it, it's just, I mean, the calculation kind of like boggles my mind that we are headed into a world war, basically. Mm-hmm. And we're about to go through the harrowing experience of war, but in a, in a, in a way where the enemy is nowhere. The enemy is inside of us. And, this, and so I think that's going to create this, this, this trauma, genetic trauma within our generation that we're going to have to play out over the next of our life. So yeah, right now it's pleasant, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that this is the calm before the storm. Okay. And I'll be honest, we're expecting something to happen in October that's going to be completely shocking to the world. Let's see. But within the next... The, what is it? I don't know. Okay. If I knew, I would, I would be a millionaire and I would like make sure all the world is saved. But something... Well, anyway, you just, you, what you talked about just meant that the episode will be posted on Odyssey instead of YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> yeah, we're not going on YouTube, guys. We don't believe in YouTube, okay? I'm sorry about this. Thank you for the little nudge. Like, I'm, I'm having that intention to move away. So. Yeah, perfect. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so, so just going back to what we talked about before... Yeah. You know, the, 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 that new system that I'm talking about, the banking system, it goes live. The ISO 20022 system goes live in November of 2022, and the implementation completes in 2025. And that new system being live is, is the bridge that's necessary for the old system to finally crash and then transition over to the new system. So I'm of the mindset that between now and 2025 will be the worst of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the same thing, the, the, the macro analysis of humanity says it too, between 2020... They said 2020 will be the crisis moment. Mm. And like clockwork, 2020 was the crisis moment. Yeah. Um, now we're going to have another five years of actual war effectively. Mm. And then from 2025 to 2030 is the rebuilding of the new new, new Earth, new world. Okay. And then by 2030, everything goes live. And it, the, the next generation takes over effectively from us. Okay. Yeah. And where do you see the best place to live for the next few years? <laughs> no questions asked. Bali. Yeah. Like it's just, it just. Why? Because a lot of people also go to Central America, like Costa Rica, Mexico. Great. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you asked this question. So I have studied for 15 years survivalism. I've really done my due diligence on how to survive. I learned bow hunting in Canada because I was ready to go to the mountains and hunt my own meat. Even though I don't like hunting, Mm -hmm. I was ready for when the world ended. And I really had to do an analysis on places. And, and when you run the analysis on different places, you realize you need a place that is, that is more resilient to disaster, right? And they've gone through it and the system is built in a way that makes it actually, it's anti-fragile. So it's, it becomes safer during disasters. When you run that calculation on Mexico, it's not very good. More people got murdered in Mexico when things were just perfectly fine than most other places mm-hmm. and then you're saying when times get bad yeah when food stops hitting shelves it's going to be a safe place to be i don't think so mm. costa rica it's great for now but it's i, I also it, there's many checkpoints that it doesn't check off on the list mm. so here's the reason why bali checked off all of this for me mm. first of all when you just think about food security food grows everywhere mexico and costa rica check off those points too water is abundant 
the people are 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 the the best thing about Bali. That they're anti fragile. That they are used to dealing with volcanoes and tsunamis and earthquakes and dengue fever. Um, and like as a, on a Tuesday, that that's just how they've lived for thousands of years. So a little cough, a little mm-hmm. virus here and there is not going to scare them, right? The other thing is. <laughs> They they have, have the, the I know I love the you people guys. Who help I love us you guys, man. Seriously, cheering because and, and, then, and then you think about how like the system, <laughs> Good job, guys. system is karmic. You know, the thinking is karmic. It's like in the U.S., it's like as soon as times get bad, I want to go stab my neighbor and steal his food. That's how they're taught. It's like take it from whoever has it. In Bali, when times get bad, you pray more. Mm. You know, and you understand like me hurting my neighbor does nothing because that neighbor is me. Mm. You know, and and God shall God watches whenever I'm doing stuff, and that karmic re, karmic nature of reality really lends itself to having a system that's secure. And then the final thing is the final few things is number one corruption. You need a place that has corruption because they will not follow the rules of the, the mm. powers that be because the corruption. We can see it right now. I'm grateful to be in Bali and not in Australia. For it's example. the best. It's the best. You know, like you know, it, when the, when everybody follows the rules, it's great. When the when the world is fine, but as soon as the rule the rule makers change, yeah. then the problems start happening. In Bali, it's like you know, you tell the people to do something. And the the, the the final point that I want to mention was, you know, the Banjar system. People do not appreciate the Banjar system enough. Like when you look at the political system in the world, you know, it's that. The, top, the Biden says something, the governors have to follow it, and the municipal government has to make it done, make it happen. Otherwise, they don't get funding. And then the people are the last people who get to make a decision. You know, whereas in 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 Bali, it's the the Indonesian government says something, the governor of Bali goes, ah, we'll follow it the Bali way, and then the the regencies go like, yeah, we'll adjust that a little bit for our regency, and the Banjar goes, we will follow whatever we feel like following. And if you want to come cause a problem, like, please do, because we are the police, we are the military, we are the people. It's so already more decentralized. It's so decentralized, <laughs> right? And then when, when the system goes out, then, then you look at, okay, mm. natural disaster happens. Let's just yeah. imagine the banks go down, the power goes out, the internet goes off. You know what happens to Bali? It just goes back 30 years. Mm. 30 years, 50 years. And they've been living like that for a long time. That's true. So, so we just we just say, oh, we don't we don't have AC. Great. Now it's only 28 degrees. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to go back just, a bit to cryptos. But yeah, that's a really but, but point. It, it passes all of those check marks. But yeah. when you run the same analysis in Mexico and Costa Rica, there's a lot of those points that don't get checked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm very passionate about Bali. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's why yeah. we're here. Yeah, it exactly. Feels feels really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, we ended up not talking much about cryptos, so maybe we can do a, <laughs> the last part of this interview. Yeah. Um, around, so we have that more macro view and where cryptos fit into it in those paradigms. Yeah. Now, okay, what do you advise people to do now? Here's the thing. Remember the world before the internet? The world existed before the internet. Everything was done manually by people with phone calls and things. The internet came along and most people didn't understand it. So most people just left it. And people who understood it brought everything onto the internet. And then years later, the world joined them. If you're one of the people who understands that the, the blockchain and crypto is the next stage of the internet, it's internet 3.0, but it literally will bring every single operation onto the internet. And I mean, every step you take and every breath you take will be on the blockchain one day. Look up, 
patent number 202006060060. And there's three sixes in there. I know it's 666. It's held by Microsoft. Okay. It's a patent on human activity put onto the blockchain. The, every single thing in the world will become onto the blockchain. This is how we finally transition control from humans being involved in the processes to completely computers doing it. So you should learn blockchain because you will be one, part of the 1% of the world who will have learned the internet back when the internet was in 1997 stage. Imagine you became an internet expert in 1997. Imagine how you'd be able to operate in the world compared to everyone else, mm -hmm. you know? So, so how, what should you do? You should learn about, about the depths of blockchain. Trust me, it, the moment I read the Bitcoin white paper back in 2012, it, the light just went on. And I was like, this is it. This is, this is the future. And I became hooked to it. At least just have a mental picture of what it is. Start to learn how all the different processes are being transitioned to it. Invest in it, for sure. Understand the bigger ebbs and flows of what's going on and invest in the projects that you believe in. And then as these adoptions are happening along the way, adopt it right away. And if you were one of the first guys to adopt YouTube, you could just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and you would have become one of the biggest. So with these blockchain technologies, adopt them. Start to participate in them. Start learning about them. Become an expert in them. Because if you don't, you will be left behind. And especially the fact that it's, it, it, it's based around money, it really lends itself to the idea that if you do not move your wealth from the old system, so like you had, I, I literally turned that off. I'm really sorry about that, guys. Apologies. Um, if you do not transition yourself into the new system, your wealth will, might get left in the old system where they're printing 30% last year, 40% next year, and probably 100% in the next 10, you know, per year in the next 10 years. So if you either transition to this new system and save yourself and get onto this new boat, and it will make sure that you and your children can prosper, or you're going to get left in the old system mm -hmm. where it's just, it's not a good look. And with the inflation, so I asked you last time, but we can repeat for the listener. Why are the inflation rates, the official ones are around 5% per year right now? Right. Well, there's been like 20 or 30% of the money ever existing printed in the past 12 months. Great right? question. Let's look at the details of how the inflation rates are calculated. They are calculated using, using something called a CPI index. And it literally, it literally does not keep in, in the calculation living cost, education, food, some food, but like most food that we actually eat is not put on there, okay? Um, energy, and a couple other things. Like, really? like literally life. Yeah, I was going to say, what do they include? Yeah, them? literally life <laughs> does not, is not included on there, but they have very selective things that they can use to make the numbers lower, right? And the, my thing is this. How much money did they print? 30%, right? 20 some 20% one year, 30 probably 30% this last year. Of all the money that's ever existed, then my my money's worth a third less. Yeah. Right? It's and simple. and when you think about it like they printed more money in the last couple of years than they did in the last like decades. Mm. I think like many many decades. So is that sustainable? When you run the analysis on how the, all the currencies have always collapsed and every single fiat currency that's ever existed has collapsed. Every single one, there's a 100% fail rate on those. They fail by 
going on a on a exponential curve effectively where you know you have to print 10 percent then 20 percent then 30 percent then 40 then 70 then 100 then a do you thousand. think it's coming soon so for example here in bali yeah um with a, a million of the local currency i can you know uh, have like uh, maybe 10 lunch <laughs> yeah. yeah do you think it's going to be the same with uh, with the dollar at some point i think within, how soon i think within the next 15 years yeah, yeah. that's happening and if you want to if you want to learn more about it follow an expert called robert breedlove robert breedlove he's a great financial expert that lays down mm-hmm. the details of how the currency supply is supposed to expand because they, they are going to keep expanding this mm-hmm. thing and just keep taking it to kingdom come and that's how they're yeah. going to that's how they're going to make sure you own nothing and you'll be happy because mm-hmm. they're just going to expand the currency supply. According to his calculations, by 10 years from now, we should have 10 times as much currency in the world. So instead of 150 trillion, we should have somewhere around 1.5 quadrillion dollars of currency mm-hmm. in the world. And and at the same time, if you're on the asset boat, the digital asset boat, which is the crypto boat, they will just keep inflating against those prices. That's why when people are like, oh, $10 million Bitcoin is ridiculous. No, it isn't. Ten million Indonesian rupiah Bitcoin. Yeah, that's like nothing. Yeah, it's like maybe with deal. your million dollar Bitcoin, though, you just buy a car. You know. Sure, yeah. but, but the the beautiful thing with the system, though, is because of the rarity of it, the value will still go up. Yeah. You know, Bitcoin used to buy a burger. I mean, it started by buying a pizza. <laughs> you know, and then it, then it well, bought, was. I think the first transaction was ten thousand Bitcoin. Ten thousand Bitcoin pizza. It was it was that was it was it was an expensive pizza. Um, but it first it bought a big, first it was bought a pizza, then it bought a bike, then it bought a car, now then it bought a you know a, a nicer car. Eventually it'll buy a like the joke was it's it's buying a Tesla now, then it'll buy a Bugatti, then it'll buy a house, then it'll buy a mansion, then it'll buy an island, and then when you get to the point of buying an island is when the when the value is supposed to level off. Mm. And thinking about it like that really lends you to believe like one dollar used to buy. A, a meal and then it started buying a candy and now it buys like nothing you know so you're 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 either going this way or you're going that way with bitcoin mm. yeah. and yeah so you talked about like really diving into it like an internet guy and you take advantage of that but even if you don't want to dive into it say like not financial advice but <laughs> having some uh yeah. so, like participate participating like, and i think maybe incrementing that's what i recommend even for my mom and things like this you start with a little bit get used to it and yeah. now myself i'm like 90 percent because i really believe in it and honestly i have got mostly women but mm-hmm. men and women of all calibers mostly i work with like the creative spiritual healers mm-hmm. who i know are meant to manifest the new earth but i know they want nothing to do with this stuff but they're interested you know they, it's not like they don't want to prosper but they also don't want to have to deal with this stuff. I've taken them from being complete newbies and gotten them to the point where they love it. They've integrated it as part of their, some of them participate a little bit, but know how to actually yeah. invest. Some of them really get on it. Mm. Some of them dive into a deep, but just get involved in some capacity mm. because either you do it or it's going to be forced upon you later on, kind of like the internet. Mm. So, you know, like my goal is to make sure I simplify it down. So it's not this complicated thing to, to, to get involved in. It's very simple. You understand the whole process and you can actually participate in whatever capacity feels good for you. Mm. Yeah, so. and learning by doing. So, for example, um, with the Light Leaders Mastermind, and I, I hope you'll be a speaker soon. And for you sure. You can find some time there. Yeah. Uh, people to join, they need to buy an NFT with Metamask. So a lot of people, they're not that advanced, but actually they learn by doings. For or sure. Even the event uh, we'll have in Bali, yep. it'll be like you pay with cryptos like this, really um, yeah, exactly. getting people used to a new way exactly that's how you do it you slowly slowly kind of nudge people towards it and now i'm seeing people wake up who 
I would have never expected. They're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I do want I do want to apply the time and get mm-hmm. interested. As long as you take that first step, the universe will make sure yeah. it takes care of you. And like Michael, you talked about with the tokenization of, of the economy, it gets also people in, in, yeah, into of like real businesses, not just tech nerds into the cryptos. Exactly. Everybody's doing their own little part, mm. you know. So, so we all we're all this is our way of pulling people out of that matrix. Mm. You know, you're doing your part. I'm doing my part. So we all just play our little piece. Just find somebody who you trust, though, because most people, not most people, but a lot of people in crypto are trying to scam people. Mm. So if, if you go to somebody and you want to help them, they want to help you with crypto. And they get, the first thing they say is give me your money and let me mm. manage your money by you giving it to me. They're officially going to scam you out of crypto. That's not how crypto works. You never need to give your money to anybody. I manage portfolios without ever taking it from the people. So, mm. yeah. We'll... And then to circle back to more the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. Um, so investing in cryptos, it's smart because it's a good edge for inflation. And there's also a lot of great projects that will over- take over the world. Yeah. Now, with your visions of with your vision of many cryptos and the future it designs. Like, for example, for me, on top of, okay, I'll make money doing cryptos and getting people into cryptos, by getting people into cryptos, I'm also thinking I'm getting allies for that parallel system that is more fair, decentralized, transparent, that we co-create. And so in that, let's say, war mentality, it helps winning. Well, with your vision of cryptos being also that Trojan horse, why do you want to help so much people get into cryptos if it can lead to that dystopian future? That's a, that's a great, great point. I don't see a better place for them to go. Right? I, have, I either have the option of leaving them on a completely mm. burning, sinking ship, which is the old financial system and the old system. Okay. Or I have the ability. So it's like, come on my dodgy raft because there's nothing better. (laughs) (laughs) Or or I have a raft which I know could sink in the middle of the ocean. And actually, I I have a raft which I know is going to end up in a place where they could get controlled. Mm. But at least we get them onto this raft. Okay. And And there's still a chance. There's still a chance. And there might be another raft that comes along and we're like, oh, crap. Oh, my God. You thank God you guys have this decentralized Mm -hmm. thing and they can exit. And at least by that time, they have the means. To, to take care of themselves yeah. right now people just don't understand what's going on so to expect that you know they're going to sit in the old system that hurts the most okay. and that system is going down fast mm-hmm. this new system we got another 10 years for it to come online even mm-hmm. then it's probably 15 years for the u.s dollar to collapse so in that process at least they'll have the tools and the ability mm-hmm. to, to learn in a new system and who knows maybe they they start participating in things like you know that that, that we already talked about that are going on and that becomes the way for them to be able to participate in a way that they weren't even thinking about. But they wouldn't have gotten to that point if they just didn't learn about the fundamentals of it. Okay. And going back to the point, I think most of what blockchain is going to do is going to be fantastic. It's like the internet. A large majority of what, it, what it's going to do is going to be fantastic. It is going to be covered in a, sh- in a veneer of, of control mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But on the inside, there's a lot of potential for great things to happen. So let's go to that new paradigm and make it happen. Right? Let's make it happen. Cool. Yes, bro. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, we're, we're super, uh, I think we're super aligned these visions and it's interesting to see like, yeah. we, like we, we don't know, you know, we don't know and uh, there's does. hope. There's hope. Yeah, nobody does. Only thing I know is that nobody knows anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we're sitting here like talking to you like, let me tell you about stuff I know. I, <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, okay, we're touching towards the end of that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a super flowy conversation. I love it. it. Thanks, yeah. Sim. Do you, maybe 
you have like some advice you give to people like uh, like not financial advice <laughs> yeah this is not financial legal or tax advice but just get involved mm. get involved reach out you know in whatever capacity you can in whatever community you can do you have you a know. few favorite projects i mean i love the unit project mm. you know that's something that i really resonated with he he actually showed me a bunch of things which which i'm implementing myself cool. we're building the light leaders token exactly the on, light leaders token i love the, the idea there, there's so many different different projects that have their own weight to them mm. right um even just 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 start learning what is bitcoin go into youtube type in what is bitcoin mm. how does it work okay what is blockchain? How does it? How does blockchain work? Um, if you like, if you would like to join our community, we have a little community where we meet and we talk about literally how to understand this compl complicated and complex world in a way that makes sense. Um, I can put the link to your Telegram group and you do lives please. every week. Yeah, exactly. We do recordings, we do lives. Just join and participate and just start to learn about these things. And over time, you'll resonate with certain communities and you'll start to resonate with certain people. Um, and just change your mental paradigm. Really change your mental paradigm that this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. there, the, the, there is no old normal that's coming back. The new normal is going to be one where you have to take care of yourself by learning all of these things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then the final piece of advice I would have is just like, enjoy it. Enjoy this whole process because it is going to be turbulent. It is going to be tumultuous, but there is a lot of, amazing things that are going to come out of it and there's a lot of amazing developments that are happening around you and you know whatever you can do to get, be part of it we came for that right exactly right? <laughs> look, looks like we're having fun <laughs> <laughs> this is fun this is enjoyable right can't go wrong with it and if uh, if everything goes to shit i'll be back and i'll be ringing the bells again so yeah, we'll go from there <laughs> thank you so much sim um yeah i think it was a r really interesting i love it this is amazing this is really fun yeah, and thank you for yeah devoting a lot of your energy and not being in. Thank you for not being in a little farm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> cultivating your vegetables and actually being here training people and helping people understand cryptos and especially in that direction of a, a better new earth. Hey, we'll, we'll do one thank of these you. podcasts from the farm whenever that farm goes live. Okay, yeah. and you're welcome anytime. I love thank it. you, Sim, and thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. So if you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you want to stay posted about new podcast releases, especially as we get censored more and more on big tech platforms, make sure to join our newsletter and our Telegram. You'll find the links on thelightleaders.org. And feel free to contact me directly too, whether it's for feedback or potential collaborations. Thank you again. And let's co-create the conscious new earth together.